in a world where some of the greatest motion pictures ever made are reaching their 30th anniversaries. One group of friends gathered together to pay tribute to these films. Pat Cantagallo. Jason Kao. Jeff Mazuka, Dennis Matouche. John Reed. Bo Warbold. Each week, they feature one movie that reminds us why we fell in love with these films in the first place. This year, we travel back in time to 1984 and 1985. You're listening to the 30-something Movie Podcast. Well, moving on from the other kind of weird movies that we've had in the last couple of weeks to a little bit more of a fun horror sci-fi type thing. Uh, this time it's The Terminator. It came out August... August, August. It, <laughs> I just made up a new month. <laughs> it's What was that on Saturday Night Live when they used to do like the George W. Bush stuff? Yeah. He's like, it's not like you're making up new months like Rectoberthon. <laughs> <laughs> Strategic. <laughs> Strategic. <laughs> oh. Alright, anyway. This one came out in Rectoberthon 26, which would have been October. October 26, 1984, directed by James Cameron, um, the mastermind that also brought us Titanic. But we'll have other movies we'll mention. Um, produced by Gail Ann Hurd, which we all know of because she did a million other things as well. Uh, written by James Cameron and Bill Wisher, although you will see nearly every credit gives writing credit to Gail Ann Hurd. Uh, James Cameron has said she didn't write a thing, um, but Bill Wisher did help him uh, with the original scripts and the story and everything else. Music by Brad Fidel. Uh, the budget was $6.4 million. The box office was $78.4 million. That is why we have sequels. Multiple. Um, multiple, yeah. multiple sequels, and not all of them good. Yeah. Starring, Ar- but we'll get into that. Uh, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator slash T-800. Uh, Michael Bean. I had to look up how to say his name because I kept forgetting whether it was Bean or Bine or whatever. Uh, Michael Bean as Kyle Reese, which had an uncredited part in Greece. Apparently there was a scene where John Travolta throws a basketball at somebody and hits somebody in the stomach. <laughs> that basketball player is Michael Bean. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Corporal Hicks in Aliens. He was in The Abyss. And he was in Tombstone, one of the greatest yep. movies ever the made. Abyss. And, Fantastic and as well. If we get that far into this podcast where we end up talking about Tombstone, Bam. I'm going to have a similar reaction to you and Commando. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, just, it's going to be like a half hour of me just saying the word awesome. It over is a and over great again. movie. I love Tombstone. Um, the pizza and the movie <clears throat> simultaneously. Interesting that he's gone mostly from playing good guys to mm-hmm. playing bad guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, normally people get one thing. And at thing. first it was almost always like military people. Yeah. Well, and you know what you'll find? You hear a lot of actors talk about as they mature as actors wanting to play the darker characters mm-hmm. because you'll find that unless the writer is fantastic, there is a lot more meat to the bad guy mm-hmm. because you've had to develop why that person's so bad yeah. right. you don't necessarily have to develop why someone's good we as mm-hmm. we in general assume yeah. someone is until you see them go down that spiral of well and then that was one of the things James Cameron um, said to sell this movie to Arnold Schwarzenegger was Kyle Reese because originally Schwarzenegger was up for Kyle Reese and he said well no 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 you, you don't want to be Kyle Reese this movie's about the bad guy you, it's called the Terminator. Like you want, this movie is about the villain. 
and that's the part you want to have. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But uh, Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor. She was also in Beauty and the Beast and most recently Chuck. Uh, Paul Winfield was Lieutenant Ed Traxler. Um, he died in 2004. I did not remember that. Uh, but he was in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, mm-hmm. and many, many TV shows and some other movies. Lance Henriksen, which if you can find any sci-fi thing anywhere, he was probably in it. Uh, as Sergeant Hal Vukovich. He was in Aliens. Um, he was also in the TV show Millennium, which was kind of an offshoot of X-Files, or at least they were tied together in some way. Uh, Earl Bowen as Dr. Peter Silberman, um, who was, I think, one of the only other characters other than Arnold Schwarzenegger to show up in the first three Terminator movies. Um, Dick Miller, who we've had in other two other movies that we've talked about this year as the gun shop owner. He was also Gremlins and Explorers. Uh, met an untimely death in two of those three movies. Um, Bill Paxton as one of the punks at the beginning of the movie, which I had to go back and like rewatch that part again because as soon as I saw Bill Paxton, I thought, "Where was he? Where?" But he was the oh, punk leader. Bill Paxton, the punk. sir, he's Hicks. Yeah. <laughs> and then Brian Thompson as one of the other punks uh, at the beginning of the movie, who ended up being, among other things, he ended up being a a very Terminator esque alien bounty hunter on the X Files mm-hmm. later on in his career. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave this one 100% from the critics and 88% from the audience. Um, Ebert, so there's... What was that audience? Man, what were they thinking? They were, I don't know, they all liked Terminator 3. Um, Two I can give them, three, no. No, we'll we'll talk about that. Um, Ebert apparently never wrote a review for this, but I did see a segment on YouTube of him with Gene Siskel at the movies, and he did give this one a thumbs up. Gene Siskel did not like it as much as Roger Ebert did, um, but Ebert did give it a thumbs up on at the movies. Uh, So my summary is, in the future, 2029, the machines run by Skynet have lost the fight against the human resistance. In a final act of desperation, Skynet sends a cyborg infiltration unit easy for me to say, a Terminator back to 1984 in order to kill Sarah Connor before she can give birth to John Connor, the future leader of the human resistance. The resistance has also sent back a protector for Sarah, and it all depends on who finds her first. In this city, under cover of darkness, someone is stalking Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor? Yes. Sarah Connor, 35, brutally shot to death in her home. You're dead, honey. What's this? Dead girl, too. Sarah Louise Connor. Is this right? Of course, we'll have more on this late-breaking story as it comes in. She doesn't know why, but it's her he's after. Did you reach the next girl yet? No, I didn't get any answers. Pick up if you dare. I think that there's somebody after me. And no one can help her. Except for one man. I'm Reese. It's a sign to protect you. You've been targeted for termination. This isn't true. How could that man just get up after you did? Not a man. A machine. Terminator. Underneath it's a hyper-alloy combat chassis. Microprocessor controlled, fully armored, very tough, but outside it's living human tissue. They cannot make things like that yet. Not yet. Not for about 40 years. Are you saying it's from the future? They came to fight. For the one woman 
could save their future. And this uh, computer thinks it can win by uh, killing the mother of its enemy. One came to protect her. I came across time for you, Sarah. The other to kill her. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Terminator. Inhuman. Relentless. Unstoppable. He has only one purpose. Murder. Can you stop it? I don't know. And now, Sarah Connor's world has become a battlefield. With her at ground zero. And the Terminator closing in. An adventure unlike anything you've ever seen before. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Terminator. So there's a lot of background stuff on this movie. Like a lot of things were either kind of crazy or like had to come together for this to work. A lot of people were picked for other parts and ended up like they had to delay filming because Schwarzenegger was working on Conan the Destroyer and all kinds of stuff. Um, so originally, while in Rome, when in Rome, uh, promoting Piranha 2 The Spawning, which is a great movie. If you have not seen it, go see it. But in your spare time, like don't. Piranha. It, I love the Piranha movies. You would. I love them. I haven't seen them since I was a kid, and I don't know who let me watch it as a kid. But <laughs> I think it's because I never slept as a child. <laughs> I would. I would. Be, I would that, be up late. You on your Everybody own. else in the house was asleep, and somehow I was able to sneak into whatever room, find a TV, yeah. and the late night movies that were on. I remember seeing Piranha and Piranha Two as a kid. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <clears throat> I love those movies. Now I'm intrigued, uh-huh. but only a little bit. Yeah. Um, so while he was in Rome promoting Piranha 2 The Spawning, uh, James Cameron got very sick and had a dream of a robotic torso crawling out of an explosion holding kitchen knives. Um, you know, because sick. He was very sick. He was very sick. You know, he and Terry Gilliam were on the same thing. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> had the same nose infection. One, one made Brazil and the other made Terminator. Um, and some of the set pieces look the same. At the same time, uh, people that were his idols, like John Carpenter, were doing very successful slasher horror movies. Um, So Cameron decided he wanted to get into this and do the same thing. Um, So he did come up with a treatment of a movie based off this dream that he had had of this post-apocalyptic world with this crawling robot torso. Um, Originally, the Terminators, uh, there were two Terminators, but Cameron couldn't, he had in his mind a robotic Terminator and a liquid metal Terminator that could make itself look like anybody else. But in 1983, he had no idea on how to actually make that happen, so he said, no, not right now. Um, Thankfully, he brought it back later for Terminator 2. Good for him, too, for, like, you know, man's got to know his limitations, right? Can't do this stuff now, so maybe, yeah. I'm going to hold off and... um, another stupid idea, I didn't actually have this in my notes, but I did read it somewhere, was originally, I remember reading the novelization of this, and originally there was kind of a hint in the novel, like back in, uh, I think, 82 or 83 when it was written, if I'm remembering right, or I may be remembering reading the T2 novel, um, I feel like there was a hint in the novel that there was a liquid metal 
version of the Terminator, um, you know, even in the first movie's novel. But I do remember hearing a story of there being two humans that had gone back in time as well, and one didn't make it through the time travel. So you originally the idea was to end up with two Terminators, and you were supposed to have two humans, but one human died in the transfer, and it was just um, Reese that was left. The studio, for some reason, wanted Reese to go back in time with a cyborg dog, which is a really dumb idea, and thankfully yeah. they, they vetoed that pretty quickly. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> what does that even I got nothing to do with Well, we can, when we get to talking you know, next time, when we talk about Back to the Future, we can talk about the title that they wanted to have. For Back to the yeah, Future, wasn't it like, thing, yeah, was I was like about, Marty from the planet Pluto or something, something like that. It was something yeah. like that. Spaceman from Pluto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a funny little story. But. <clears throat> yeah, so we'll we'll talk about that next time. But studio executives not the smartest people in the world. Unless you'd like to fund a movie that we can write for you, in which case you can get in touch with us by calling eight seven two three five movie. Just remember, one of us is not as dumb as all of us. That's true. That's, you know. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Gail and Heard produced. She has also done. I don't know. I pick a movie that's in this genre or any genre, and she's probably produced it. Um, she did Aliens, Alien Nation, Abyss, Tremors, T2, Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead, which is coming out soon. Um, she's just produced a ridiculous amount of stuff that's kind of in this genre. Uh, Orion Pictures originally wanted a Kyle Reese with star power and international appeal, so they wanted Schwarzenegger. Uh, James Cameron said no, it would be too hard to cast someone larger than him to play the Terminator. Um, and originally Mel Gibson was offered the Terminator role and he turned it down. Here's the funniest note that I have, and I love it every time I've read this or seen it in a video. Orion Pictures originally wanted O.J. Simpson to play the Terminator, but James Cameron didn't think he was believable as a killer. That, that is true. So he originally was going, and actually they have some concept posters that they drew up when he was in the running for it with him as the Terminator. Wow. And then in 1990, because I used to read all the like Terminator, Alien, Predator comics, Dark Horse Comics in a 1990 comic book actually uses a Terminator that looks like O.J. Simpson. When there's like a team of Terminators that goes back in time, one of them looks like O.J. So that was kind of back to when he was originally in the running for the part. I, I, I cannot imagine. I mean, I want to see screen tests or something. I cannot imagine. O.J. Simpson. Any, anybody other than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. In you met, uh, picture it. With an O.J. Simpson Terminator and a Schwarzenegger as Reese. Right. Yeah. Or a Mel Gibson as a Terminator. <laughs> That's right. just awesome. Yeah, I just... Yeah. I, I can't... I can't... I can't get my right. head around that. It's like, you know, when you hear about those screen tests of Christopher Walken doing the screen test for Han Solo. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to see that. Yeah. Like, I, I want to see... Do they have Chewy. it? Yeah. <laughs> or watching... The Fast... The Hyperspace Motivator is busted. When they did the Saturday Night Live ones. And they had a, a fast ship. Ha! The Millennium Falcon. It's fast enough for you, old man. Yeah. <laughs> Made yeah. the Kessel Run... What's a parsec? I don't know. <laughs> Even though, well, I don't know. I just got to. I'll wait. Jack Lemon is Chewbacca. <laughs> what the heck is a Wookie? <laughs> but anyway, we we digress again constantly. Um, 
Schwarzenegger originally wanted to change the iconic line, I'll be back, because he had trouble pronouncing the word I'll, so he asked if it could be I will be back. He thought that was more in line with a robot saying I will be back, but James Cameron refused and said, no, it needs to just read it as it is, do the best you can. So I will be back. Right. So originally he wanted to try to change that. Uh, one of the big controversies with the movie was sci-fi writer Harlan Ellison, which, you know, every other thing I've read about him is that he's a real winner of a human being, mm-hmm. um, originally sued Orion Pictures, claiming that Terminator was a ripoff of his short story, Soldier. Um, since then, James Cameron. Apparently there was a gag order that he couldn't really talk about it, but now James Cameron is wealthier than all of us. Um, so he has since come out and referred to Harlan Ellison as a parasite, among other things that I will not repeat here on the podcast, because we are a family-friendly show. Um, okay, I've got all kinds of stuff that I will end up saying about this movie, but um, let's hear from you first. Oh, no, please, sir. Outstanding movie. I mean, awesome movie. I know, all the superlatives. It is just a great... You just love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, yeah, you know what? It, it's fun watching Arnold Schwarzenegger. His early work is good. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, He and I'll start with that. He nails that role. I can't imagine anyone else doing that. And even when you watch in and, and T2, and I, it, you shouldn't have to put something else's light out to make another shine brighter. You know, I, I'm using that old line, but... Even when you look in T2, uh, what is it, Robert Patrick? Is that the mm-hmm. guy? He does yep. a great job as a T1000. Oh, yeah. But the way Arnold plays that term, plays that robot, plays that Terminator, just, and it's not that he's like a cold blooded, like, oh, I'm going to, like, scary kind of thing. It, it's just that nothing. It's just a machine. He's not human. It's not human. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, that brings it, uh, that just brings it home in this movie. On the DVD, they one of the DVDs, whatever copy I had I was watching, and I have the Blu-ray copy, I think, and it they were they had an interview with him and James Cameron. Arnold and James Cameron were sitting down talking to each other about it, and they said that one of the like Arnold's influences for the Terminator and how he should act was he would go out and, and watch surveillance cameras. And that when you see him looking for something like they they said one of the first instances is when he's driving the cop car and you just see him going like his eyes would move and then his head would move his eyes would move first mm-hmm. like from right to left and then he would move his head to go along with his eyes mm-hmm. and then it would his eyes would go back and then his head would move back again okay and so he said he really tried to mimic cuz it's a machine and mm-hmm. his eyes would be cameras so he really tried to mimic that look of a like a surveillance camera panning back and forth mm-hmm. searching for something yeah and that they really tried to get across that idea of this guy's not human. Yeah. He might look human, but yeah. this guy's not human. It, 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 it's it's cool story. I mean, it's just chilling. You think of the whole, you know, everything being gone. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, in the later movies, they explain it a little bit more and show it in depth how it happened. But in this, it's cool because it's still just mystic. It's just like, at some point, there's a nuclear war. Mm-hmm. And, at and he point, doesn't bother to explain it. He doesn't need to explain it. He, he says, doesn't. look stuff's gone, everybody's dead, and here's what's happening, go. Right. He does go into a little bit. They do go into a little bit as they gave they were they gave control over to That's true. the yeah. machines right. and they allowed the machines to control military stuff and then the the machines became self-aware and saw all of us as the enemy as opposed to, right. you know, our machines were supposed to see Russia as the enemy and right. at the in the original story, I think it was that they the Skynet in the United States targeted Skynet in Russia because they knew it was all one system. It had kind of 
connected with each other, and it was all one system. But it knew if I shoot if I shoot myself in Russia, the Russian computers are going to launch missiles to the United States, and it'll just blow yeah. everything up. Yeah. And so in the novelization, I think they go into that a little bit more. But in this one, it was just. They, the military set, set these bones, systems up just and right. structure because yeah. you didn't need all that need detail. That much. And right. what I would love to know, and I don't know if when he sketched out this original story, how much of what we've now seen in later films was already existed, but just sort of, oh, I don't need this for this movie, we'll do it later. Or and how much of it got built as he went. I'm just, that's yeah. just one of those. Well, I don't, I don't know how much beyond T2 was his idea. Well, that's, and then who picked up that, like, does he have? Is there this book somewhere where all his original yeah. notes sit? And it's just yeah. intriguing. Yeah. And uh, you know, good motorcycle scene in there, mm-hmm. right? It was oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't quite as an elaborate of a chase as uh, uh, Terminator Two, but mm-hmm. I, as as I mentioned before, any movie that has some cool motorcycle scenes mm-hmm. definitely gets a thumbs up from Pat. So that was uh, that was fun. But I mean, just. Just cool, and I, I just it, and you've got this feeling like you're always being chased, always being pursued, and you know the, the fact that I mean it, the fact that there was a human trying to stop this thing, but didn't have the right tools to do mm-hmm. it, and suddenly he's got to improvise. Can you, can you stop it with these weapons, with, I, or can can you stop it? She asked yeah. him, and he goes, "With know. these weapons, I don't know. I don't know." And you know, trying to get so I, I just you know that brought in a, a, a level of, of being scared. You know, well, geez, this, this thing's out there, and yeah. you know, it could be around the bend, it could be around the door, it could you never know where it's going to be coming for you, mm-hmm. and you really don't have a way to way to stop it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just I just found that really uh, uh, definitely thrilling to watch. So yeah, it was it was a classic movie. Yeah, that's. The series is amazing. This movie is, as you said, Schwarzenegger is just fantastic. The, the, the. I love the early interactions with him and Linda Hamilton. Those two characters, when she's still not sure what's really going on, and so she knows she's being chased. This guy, this Reese character, is telling her what's going on, but she's like, "Nah." Uh-uh. That is some of my favorite stuff. When you, when you know more, and you watch. The light bulb go off. Mm-hmm. That moment when she goes, "Okay, this thing is really trying to kill me." This guy is right. Mm-hmm. It's because, and, but but it's hard for someone to process that. So that stuff with her is really fun. Yeah, early on because yeah. she's just like, "No, you no." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think up to that point, Schwarzenegger had always been the hero in the movies. Yeah, you know, you've got Conan, you've got uh-huh. Red Sonia, you've got so. And if you and I paid really close attention to it this time. You don't know, had you gone to see this in the theater in 1984, you don't know he's the Terminator. Like, you don't know, I mean, you might know from the movie posters and other stuff, but if you sit down and just watch the movie without knowing anything else, you don't find out that he's a robot until after the first time in that tech noir club that Reese has shot him and Mm -hmm. then he gets up. Because they don't show you, like, the the reddish Terminator vision. Um, They don't show you any of those effects until after... Reese is shot at him, and he gets up again. So, you do have a little bit of that suspense as the audience. Right. That you're like, okay, which one of these guys is the good guy? You know, is that just Arnold acting like Arnold, or is he the robot? Or I meant know, to so dig up the trailer, and I didn't to see if they tipped anything in the trailer. And the I only thing that might throw it is when he walks up to the punks. 
you know, when he punches the right. one guy, you right. know. And right. But he's from the future. He could just be super strong, right. I guess. Right. Yeah. It's Arnold. He's... And the bionic, what was it, the million-dollar man and the bionic mm-hmm. woman had just, those, those right. things had been out, so right. you could conceive that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. That is interesting. It's hard to watch this now because we know so much. Mm-hmm. You put it in and you, there are things that are known. Mm-hmm. To have seen this for the first time, because I don't think I saw this. This is another one. I didn't see this first. No, I saw T2 first. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it's funny to think of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... I processed it backwards. I remember seeing T2 and I wondered why... Who was this person in the mental hospital? And why is she so freaked out by... Arnold Schwarzenegger, he seems like a good guy. Mm-hmm. So that part I didn't get when I first watched, and I think I watched Terminator not too long after it came out. So yeah, probably, me too. you know, I, what did it come out? 92, 91? I waited that long? 94. Mm, I want to say it was like 91 or 92. That seems like a long time, but it's possible. Um, the age is right for me to have seen it, so you're probably right. It just seems like a long time. Yeah. Let's look it up. 91, yeah. Because well, we actually, it came yeah. out? Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Because I, I remember we were, I had some friends that went to go see. No. <laughs> I had, okay, so I had that one friend, and he was mostly imaginary, but, you know. Uh, all right, well, that's going to be it for this week. That's it, um, all right. Bo has to get going, so... Um, <laughs> You always wondered what it takes to get we're, kicked out of a podcast, folks. We're done. That's it. We're done this time. If you'd like to be a host on the tw- on the thirty the twenty something, um, if you'd like to be a host on the thirty something movie podcast, you can call us at eight seven two. I'm just I'm just imagining like the Terminator scene when the guy's knocking on the door saying, "Hey, buddy. Hey, are you?" And it's scanning down the possible I know, responses. I love that. And, and I'm thinking like that's what John's like, but he yeah, can't I'm, use it. I'm, he's, I'm he's, scanning them out down my, my <laughs> responses. No, like, no, yeah, yeah, and it's just gonna come yes, out no, as yes, no, or what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I've got those last two options. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, so Terminator 2 did come out in 1991, and I do remember that because I was living in England at the time, and I wanted to go see it, and some of my friends had gone to see it because in England it was rated 12. Um, here it was rated R, but in England they had a, or it might have been rated 15. Because in England they have a different rating system. It goes U universals like G, um, PG is the same as RPG, and then instead of having PG thirteen and R, they have once you get past PG they go twelve, fifteen, and eighteen, and the cutoff was kind of like a, a twelve was kind of like that border in between a PG PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. Fifteen was it's really an R rated movie, but there's no sex in it. Mm-hmm. So if it was violence, you know, if it was violence and swearing, kind of like what we've been talking we're about talk before, about, yeah, that's, um, okay. if it was if it was just violence and, and some swearing, then it was 15. So this movie was rated 15, and then if you added sex into it, then it was 18. So I remember Terminator One. I never got a chance to rent that or see it in England because it was rated 18. There's no way I was ever going to get to see that. But Terminator Two, because I was 11 or 12 at the time that it came out in England. Um, I had some friends whose parents took them to see it, but I know, my parents wouldn't let me go to the theater with them, so I think I ended up seeing it at somebody's house later when it came out on video. Um, but yeah, I remember that was I was living over there at the time when it came out. So it was it was actually earlier than I thought when it came out in '91. Um, but yeah, no, I, this you know, this this Terminator. Yeah. I don't know why they waited so long. Obviously, that's for another podcast, but that's interesting. Part of, I think part time. of it had to do with Aliens and Abyss. Because he had the story in that what one thing I did read up was in that amount of time where um, they were going to start making Terminator, 
and then Dino De Laurentiis came up, came along and said, nope, I need Arnold for Conan the Destroyer. I've got a contract with him. I need him for the next nine months. Well, he had to go do Conan the Destroyer. So James Cameron said, okay, well, I'd like to do some stuff with Terminator, but he's we're not going to recast it. He is the Terminator. So he decided, well, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to rework this script a little bit, and I'm going to start playing around with something else. The something else ended up being Aliens. So as he's kind of working on that stuff, then when this ended... He went to Aliens, he went to The Abyss, and then I think once you got past those, he may have done like one other movie after that, but then it got around to like 1989, 1990, and they're like, Terminator 2. You you had some ideas left over from Terminator 1, it was successful, let's do it. Let's make some more money. Yeah. Well, and actually it was The Abyss, I think was what what did it, because you had that water creature in Mm -hmm. The Abyss, and when he did those effects, he said, "I can I do, can I can do, do my liquid, liquid metal, metal now." So yeah. I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to move on and do my liquid metal guy for T2. So I think he had to go through doing the special effects part of the abyss before he said, "Okay, now I can take the sure. special effects, the technology where I wanted it to go." Yeah. You know, he could just be like George Lucas and go back and refix Terminator and add in all kinds of scenes if he wanted to. Lord help us. Yeah. Yeah. That's another podcast. You know, and I, it's the same. I saw T2 first when it came out, and then I remember bringing it up to my dad. And that was, I think that was right on the, well, 91. How old would I, I'm trying to think of how old I would have been. I think that was right on the cusp of when I could start squeaking through, like, some R-rated movies and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And, and you know, it was like, hey, you know, this Terminator 2, and what, what are you guys, you know, checking this? And I remember my dad saying, oh, well... You know, there was a Terminator, and that was my question. Well, what about Terminator? And he says, "Yeah, that was, there was Terminator." And he said, and he kind of described it to me, and and it was just like, "Wow, this is fascinating." But saw T two, and then it's, and maybe it's just you know being twelve and thirteen, and however old I was at that time, you know, and you always get caught up in that special effects game, and it was always just like, "Ah, oh, well, the first one's okay, but you know, Arnold's the bad guy, and the special effects aren't that good," and so you just kind of dismiss it. And I think it was in, I think I was in high school, and a, a teacher was talking about it, and I think it was my biology teacher. I think he was saying he was discussing it because the kids were asking, "So which one do you like better?" And he says, "T two has excellent special effects, but Terminator is the superior." And he was like animated. Terminator is the superior movie because you are totally freaked out because yeah. you never know what. And it was like, huh? And then I went back and watched it, and I'm like, man, he's right. And then I watched it again for this, and I just was like, holy buckets, this is a really like. Going to use the word thrilling movie. I'm not like horror, horrified, you know, the world blowing itself up, but just the way that this was put together, you know, with this Terminator coming after them and all the sequences that it would go through, and they you just could not stop it. Built the suspense really well. They shot it very, very well, and he did a lot of creepy stuff as the yeah. Terminator. I mean, it was good. And it, it shouldn't surprise us it was shot that well. It was James Cameron, after all. Yeah. Say what you will, but and I, I don't, you know, special effects. I mean, whatever. I mean, so the one it looked a little faky or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, who, who cares? It's all, fa- you know. I mean, well, I don't care. I shouldn't say who cares. I, no, I can't care. I well, can get into that. And, you you but, have to, but for at the time too, when you right. think about, I mean, Stan Winston was the one they had doing the the creature effects, like for mm-hmm. the fake Arnold face and the the T eight hundred skeleton and all the other stuff. And at the time, I mean, you kind of you kind of look at that and go, well, now it, it looks a little bit more fake. And I'm sure it probably looked a little bit fake back then, but it kind of, it probably also took people back to some of those old creature movies, like Mm -hmm. the Jason and the Argonauts, or the 
uh, Clash of the Titans when you had like the you know Medusa and the all the other creatures yeah. and the, the Hydra and Jason of the Argonauts and it was that same kind of animation that same kind of like creature work and I think people probably would just saw it and been like oh, it's like those old classic monster movies yeah this is another monster that we can add to the list of all these other things that Stan Winston has ever created and um. I want to. I have a rant that I'm going to go on here in a second, so I just want to make sure you guys have said I'm, things that you want to say before I rant on. Well, yeah. The only thing, maybe this should wait till favorite scene. Okay. Maybe I'll wait till favorite. Are we going to do favorite scene? Or yeah. Should yeah. I throw it in no, we'll do, we'll do that. All one. right. We'll, we'll do favorite scene. We'll do quotes. Rant, man. Okay. Rant right. away. So, um, I have been thinking a lot lately. Have you guys seen Terminator Genesis? No. The new one. I have not. No. Okay. Have you? Then of course I have. Yeah, I saw. It. I have this whole thing about what's wrong with the Terminator movies now. Because I really... I loved the Terminator movies. And, and pretty much everything about this whole series, the TV shows, the, the uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles that came out a few years ago, love that show. Um, the comic books. I used to read all the comic books. One of my favorite comics that I still wish they would make into a movie is uh, RoboCop versus Terminator. I, I want to see that happen. Because I loved... Just the idea of that. Like, you've got these two different movies. And that was the first time I remember somebody taking two different things, two different franchises, and saying, eh, what the heck, let's throw them together. Then they ended up doing, like, Alien versus Predator. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's really cool, too. But I love the Terminator stuff. And I've, you know, these are kind of like these, these next two movies that we're doing in particular, Terminator and Back to the Future... I love time travel. I love the idea... Any movie that has time travel, I love Quantum Leap. Mm -hmm. Any idea that you can go back in time and change something and then go back into... You know, have it skew off and go back into an alternate time and say, okay, well, this has changed. Like, we we went back, we changed something, and now let's jump forward and see what's just a little bit different about this. So, I love time travel movies. This one and Terminator 2, I think, are great. I like the other ones... I'm okay with Terminator 3. A lot of people don't like Terminator Salvation. I like it. I really like Terminator Salvation because you got to kind of jump forward and see, you know, you're not you're not to the point where John Connor is the leader of the resistance, but you're there. Like he's feeding him information. He's like, "Yeah, this is what should be coming next. This is, mm-hmm. you know, what the Terminators will look like in the next few years." So, I did like that because it was different from the other ones. They finally departed away from, you know, we're stuck in the past pre Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this new one came out, and I really had some high hopes for this new one mm-hmm. because I don't really want to spoil it too much for you, but if you've seen the previews, you kind of have an idea. Yeah. Um, so we'll spoil it a little bit. It's supposed to be the beginning of Terminator Genesis is supposed to be the beginning of Terminator. Okay. Kyle Reese goes back in time to 1984. Okay. He gets there, and to the point where. Um, to the point where he is trying to find Sarah. Like, he gets himself into an issue somewhere where he's... Uh, actually, it's, it's he's stolen the pants from the homeless guy. He runs into the sporting goods store. He's getting the shoes. He's getting the shirt, everything else. And then he gets into that store, and you find out one of the cops that's chasing him is a T-1000. And you're like, what? Well, that's not really? that's not right. And it's fun because they do... Some, some of the shots they do are like shot-for-shot reconstructions of... The 1984. The actors look pretty close too. I mean, they did yeah. a good job of casting it. And so they go through. I mean, some of the same stuff you see. Like, there's the the changing room where you see him like reach down and pull the Velcro on his shoes. Or it's the same stuff. But then one of the cops that chases him, all of a sudden, his arm turns into a liquid metal knife, mm-hmm. and he starts coming after him. I'm like, okay, 
I, you got me. I'm interested. Let's go with this. Um, you have the same scene where you got the punks that are there, and you know, young Arnold comes. They pulled a uh, Tron Legacy, and young Arnold comes walking up, and you know, he looks like he does in 1984, and he's uh, and he does he goes through the whole same thing. He's like, your clothes, give them to me now, and then before he can go like punch into the one guy's chest, all of a sudden you hear old Arnold's voice going, I've been waiting for you. And young Arnold turns around and there's old Arnold ready and just starts pounding on him. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, okay, you got me. Let, let's let's okay, keep going. Okay. I'm right there with you because I remember and then, all those previews. And then you got, the, and you got the part that's in the previews as well is you get to the point where Reese is in trouble because he's being chased by a T-1000 and he's not. He was expecting T-800, mm-hmm. Arnold Terminator. He's being chased by a T-1000. He doesn't, he, he can't compete with that and all of a sudden in flies in this truck smashes into the t-1000 and it's sarah connor and she's screaming come with me if you want to live and i'm sitting there going okay this is yeah i'll get the truck i'm i'm ready to go right and so i was all excited for it i'm like they're they're turning they're going back and they're turning down its head and i love it because they're taking they're making a little twist and they're saying there was another terminator that was sent even further back because somebody was sent back in time to kill Sarah when she was a child, mm-hmm. and this other Terminator was sent back okay. to protect young Sarah. Okay. So she's been raised by a Terminator her whole life. So now she's militant Sarah. Okay. In 1984, you know, okay. we don't have to wait till T2 to get that. So I was kind of excited for that. I'm like, it's a different take. I'll be interested to see what they do. Then the rest of the movie just kind of got weird, and I won't give too many other things away. Okay. But and we've talked about some weird stuff in these last couple episodes. But the rest of the movie just got a little weird, and it got to be. It really reminded me a lot of T three, mm-hmm. like some of the other stuff that happens. It reminded uh-huh. me a lot of T three, and I'm like, ah, I, that's yeah. a bummer. Yeah. So I did like the parts where they took the old movie and they kind of twisted it a little bit, <laughs> but. And here's my... I, I then kind of sat down and I was like, well, what has gone wrong with the Terminator movies? Because people don't like 3. A lot of people don't like Terminator Salvation. And people don't seem to like Terminator Genesis. And I really like the whole idea of the Terminator franchise. So I, I want to see it be successful. So I sat down and I actually wrote an email to another friend of mine that I have who does a podcast. And they, you know, he talks about Terminator stuff on occasion. Um... And he had a podcast that he did every week where they covered an episode of the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Oh, cool. It's called Sky Next, if anybody wants to go take a look for that one. Um, but it is an excellent one from back when that show was on. Um, but I sent him an email, and my, the email was, the gist was this. It was, what's wrong with the Terminator movies and how do we fix it? And I said, you got to go back to what made Terminator and T2 successful. Terminator was not a sci-fi action movie. Terminator was a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It was meant to be. It was meant to be like a nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. You have this villain that will keep coming no matter what. You don't have a way of stopping him. He'll enter your dreams. You can't fight somebody that enters your dreams. Like you're sleeping. You've got no defense against this, and he's going to keep coming and coming and coming. You can't do anything about it. Terminator is the same way. This guy's going to keep coming and coming and coming, and he will. You know, you've got the line in the movie. He will never stop. He feels no pity, no remorse, no nothing. And that's a horror movie. Like you have this unstoppable force that's going to keep coming at you. And even in the way they made some of it, like it's, it's dark, and in that tech-noir uh, like nightclub that they're in, you got the part where they're pulling out their guns, and it goes in slow motion like a dream. Mm-hmm. And so everything slows down, and, and just you're, like the suspense is building. You're like, oh, he's going to shoot her. He's going to get her. They can't, Reese can't get there in time. And, 
And you've got other instances of that where it's more of a horror vibe Mm -hmm. than it is an action vibe. And so what I said when I sent this email was, I think they need to go back to making a horror movie. Mm -hmm. Like, don't try to make sci-fi action movies. T2, I think, started to lean that way, and they started to put the humor into the Arnold character. Mm -hmm. But then they totally overdid it with T3, Mm -hmm. and totally overdid it in Terminator Genesis. He was still trying to be funny again. Mm -hmm. I thought it worked better in Terminator Genesis than it did in T3, but it was still kind of the same thing. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want a funny Terminator. I want... Well, I, I want what Arnold was in Terminator, and I want what Robert Patrick was in T2. I want this creepy guy that will not stop for anything. Like, he'll keep coming and coming and coming. And I thought that T2 still did that pretty well because now you have this other guy. And what's creepy about him is he can be anybody. Yeah. Like, you could be sitting next to me right, right now, and you could be the T-1000. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. But that's, I, but that's okay. my whole thing. Is I want. I wish they would go back to focusing on it being a horror movie, even if they have to slash the budget and say, "Let's go low budget, make a Terminator horror movie." Okay. And let's do that. If if we're going to make more Terminator movies, yeah. then let's do something like that, and let's not focus so much on the special effects and the action and the. And I'm gonna let me ask. Let me start by saying a question. Yeah. Did you like Alien? Yeah. Aliens. Mm-hmm. Alien cubed. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jason and I have had discussions over this. And, okay. And he's wrong. Right? Uh, okay. That's it. But, and the reason I'm hi being, Jason. And, and the reason that <laughs> Alien Three is a great movie. Well, and, and so you were. If you disagree, Jason, you can call eight seven two three five movie. Okay. <laughs> so he, he and I have had this discussion. Right. Before. Well, and here's what I'm saying: is that almost charts the course of what that movie did? Yeah. Horror movie. Mm-hmm. Action movie, mm-hmm. and then Alien Three or mm-hmm. Alien Cubed was right. supposed to be more into the horror thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm asking if you know if that if that worked for you. And, and, I, and I think aliens, I think aliens worked the same way T2 did. Yeah, was that it skirted the line of being an action movie, but it was still horror. Right. Because you still had that sense of. I mean, I think about the scenes where the best. I think some of the best scenes in that movie are where they're in the room and you don't even see the aliens, but you hear the beeping yeah. of that radar uh, of the of the and, motion. Right. And so, they're, yeah. they're they're inside the door. That's impossible. They're inside yeah. the door and. The, Inside the complex. No, no, it ain't you. They're inside, inside the perimeter. They're in here. This signal's weird. There's some interference or something. There's movement all over the place. Movement. Signal's clean. And you don't see anything, and the right. room's dark, and you—it's like the video games where you've got a gun and a flashlight, and yeah. all you can see is what the flashlight shows you. Right. It's that type of stuff, and I think T2 and Aliens did that well. Okay. I think Alien Three tried to get back to the horror part of it. Yeah. And I think they did a I think they did a decent yeah. job of that. But then Alien Four I, that that went too far into sci fi. I'm gonna say something that and I and that's why I'm prefacing with that question, you know, as you were talking about how can we, you know, making Terminator great again and all that. You know, like there's some things like Star Wars, give me more Star Wars. Right. You know, it, you know, give me and you can we can name off the franchises like hey each one is going to be exciting and blah 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 blah. I wonder if I wonder if they if if the Terminator series is one that they they just can't add more to. And I'm an, and I, I might be wrong and I hate to to, to quash it because I know how much no, you liked no. it and I I get into that too when mm-hmm. I'm always just like uh, oh man 
why can't that be long? We were mm-hmm. talking about one of my favorite movies, and there's a there's a motorcycle chase scene in it. And you said, hey, is right. it as good as The Matrix? And I was like, The Great Escape. And I said, oh yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I go back and watch it, and I think, oh man, why can't it be 45 minutes long? Right. Just that, you know, because it's just. But sometimes, I, and maybe it was Johnny Carson that said, I forget, or it's an old performing adage that you know always leave the audience wanting more. Mm-hmm. And I I get that like watching Terminator and watching T2. It, it was awesome. I, I I almost like that they didn't... Like, Terminator, the one where they go into the future and, and mm-hmm. Christian Bale plays yeah. John Connor and all that. Yeah. Terminator Salvation. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But, you know, I almost liked it as much as I don't have an imagination based on Never Ending Story. I almost liked leaving that to be my imagination. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I was saying before, mm-hmm. whereas in Terminator, you don't quite see exactly how it all falls apart, but mm-hmm. you do see the skulls and everything on the ground. Right. It was kind of like it's kind of like I just want that to be scary and know that oh my gosh that's the mm-hmm. that's the horrible future right you know well you did get the scary Arnold appearance in Salvation okay oh I love that scene that was that was mm-hmm. okay freaky and I, I have you but have I'm you with seen, you have you seen but I, I've Salvation? seen it but I got to see it again okay. I was, but I but I do get what you're saying I get that because that's not knowing was almost more fun. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's that's the scene in that movie for me, and that was kind of making my point when I originally kind of wrote this up the first time. That scene for me brings it back to the whole horror idea. Was you get all the way through Salvation? For most of Salvation, it's an action movie, a sci-fi action movie. But then you get up to that point where they're at the end of the movie, and all, and he's looking. You know, John is looking for Christian Bale. Is looking for Kyle Reese, and he's going through, open up the, these doors, trying to find him in the detention part, and the, and he opens up the door, and out through the smoke steps huge young Arnold Terminator and I remember watching that and going holy crap and then just, and there he is and he's not supposed to be there yet John keeps commenting he's like these Terminators are like they're advancing way faster than they should be this is not this is not the timeline my mom told me about you know from what Kyle Reese told her from the future mm-hmm. they're advancing way too early like how do they know how do they know that I know how quickly they're going to, you know, come out with each of these models? How do they know that yeah. we know? And and then that part of the movie, it's like you've you've hit this brand new Terminator that walks out with the Arnold Schwarzenegger flesh on, and from that point on, it's you have this massive unstoppable thing that's just going to rip you apart, and you just have to stay away from it. And for the rest of that part of the movie, it's dark. It's in that mm-hmm. industrial part of the Skynet building, and that's the horror part that I think it would benefit the other Terminator movies yeah. to go back to something like that. If they were going to make another Terminator movie, which I'm sure they will, um, I wish they would focus more on that part than on the sci-fi action part of it. Yeah. I want more like... the. Have you ever seen the movie Duel? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 I want more of that. Yeah. There's a truck chasing you. Yeah. And that's all you need to know. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I, I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, and, and I, I don't want to be... Well, I kind of say, no. But it's... Yeah, it, it, that's where I think it's like you. It's just like have it's to, like Jaws. Yeah, it's it's dual. It's Jaws. It's it, the yeah. first Terminator. It's, I, there's this unstoppable thing that's coming after you. And we said in one of the other podcasts, you know, Disney didn't do sequels, and it, mm-hmm. it was a shame because they could have broken that movie down and done sequels. Yeah. And now everything is sequels. And yeah, I mean, Avengers, great. Avengers two, uh, you know, let's just keep those Avengers. Let's keep that going. I mean, it's really that's some good stuff. But I don't think that necessarily fits with every movie. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, it's kind of like. As much as that stinks, because you just want more and more and more, I, I just you go back and, and this was such a masterpiece. And Terminator Two had so much awesome in it. It's like I, I guess I just like to flip back and forth between those. You yeah. know, 
I, just was my t as you were talking about it and like how can we make it great again? It's yeah, I, and you, I think it will. It'll take elements of the first, but it's I would imagine that's a pretty tough task yeah. to to try and do. You know. So, what are some of our favorite scenes? Favorite scenes, favorite quotes from the Terminator. I do like how some of the stuff is repeated, and, and I will talk about this too when we get to talking about Back to the Future. Some of the like recurring things that they say, or the, the you know the little gags that show up here and there. I love, and I know this is jumping ahead by coming outside of the one Terminator movie, but I love how in this movie Arnold gets in the truck and turns and goes, "Get out," mm -hmm. and then in T two, the T one thousand gets in the helicopter, looks at him, and goes. Get yeah. out! Yeah, and the whole you know still repeating the come, come with me if you, if you want, want to live. live. And I mean I'll that's be back and yeah. every time they roll that out, it's classic. I mean, mm -hmm. they, and they've started. You know, Linda Hamilton uses that when she's on in other places mm -hmm. now, not even in the Terminator franchise. Yeah. So all that's good. Didn't she I, say that? I didn't. I didn't watch Chuck, but wasn't she on Chuck? Yeah, I can't remember if she said it on Chuck, but I know she said it on Defiance. Okay, yeah, for sure. But I think she probably said it on Chuck because yeah. she seems to use it a lot. I, for me, the best scene, and I know it sounds dumb, but it's that opening sequence with Arnold where he's on the ground, he's in that crouch, and then he stands up, mm -hmm. and you're just like, what yeah. is <laughs> happening? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's because you're hooked after that point. Yeah. It doesn't take much more than mm -hmm. that. You're like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Wash day. Nothing clean, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Hey. What's wrong with this picture? <laughs> nice night for a walk, eh? Nice night for a walk. Wash day tomorrow. Nothing clean, right? <laughs> Nothing clean, right? Hey, I think this guy's a couple cans short of a six-pack. You're close. Give them to me now. You like you like the gun shop. Every yeah, the gun shop. That's right. Yeah, the gun shop is face plasma rifle with a forty watt range. Hey, yeah. just what you see here, pal. Exactly. The um, the um, well, and it goes back to what I was saying before. The most effective weapon in slowing down any of the right. Terminators so far has been a shotgun. Right. In both Terminator and Terminator Two, right. the yes. only thing to stop that guy really pretty much was the. And it, well, obviously, you know something. You know the scene with the motorcycle that was mm -hmm. outstanding. I'll be honest, the best scene for me was the entire police station scene. Yeah. Starting with mm -hmm. Reese's interrogation. Mm -hmm. I mean, Dr. So what, so Silverman. 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 Yeah. Silverman. I mean, that guy, that, uh, that was pretty funny how they keep bringing mm -hmm. that, that guy back. But when Reese is sitting there, um, no, I'm sorry, I'm going to go back. And they start by just telling her, look, here, Kevlar body armor. Yeah. This can stop. Guy with PCP. Probably punched through your windscreen. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Goes through the whole thing. Then they show the interview with Reese, okay? Um, and you're already here because, you know, you're, you're screaming at the screen because it, they're, you, false sense of security. Just right. believe them. This thing is coming for her. Yeah. Hey, you're okay. You're in a build. Da, 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 da. We got 30 cops. Okay, we're 30 cops. So you're sort of safe. Right. Then Reese is sitting there talking to him, and he just, like, his test, and the way Michael Bean does that is awesome. And then finally he just says, shut up! And he looks right at the camera, and he starts yelling about how this thing is not going to feel pain. It will not stop. And I'm just like, this is really intense now. So now, now you're up here. Now you're up to 11, okay? And are we really safe in this thing, okay? Then the Terminator walks in, and you just get that, boom, 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 boom. 
doom, 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 doom. And, you know, he's, like, looking around, and the guy's like, hey, you're going to have to wait outside, and blah, 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 blah. And the music, I, I don't want to interrupt, but the, the music is great in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like the, just the, and how simple it is. Oh, yeah. But it's like horror movie music. Yeah. And I yeah. think that I think that's a whole horror thing that I keep coming back yeah. to is there was so much done to make this a horror movie that works so well. Right. It, it, okay, so we're already up to yeah, eleven right. in this scene. Yeah. And then Arnold, as he was walking in to the cop, mm-hmm. the uh, the doctor walks out. His beeper and, goes off, and he just turns and just barely doesn't see him. It just barely doesn't see him, which you think, oh well, ha ha ha, t two. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Somehow that the doctor walking out, like the psychologist that says, hey, this is, you know, mm-hmm. he's leaving, and somehow that, you know, at that point, I realized that it wasn't like, are we really safe? Is he going to get suddenly that police station wasn't a fortress anymore? No. Suddenly that police station was a trap. Yeah. And he escaped, and that's your feeling when he walks out the door. Is okay. Well, he made it out, and the next thing is you know he's driving the, the I'll be back, the Great Line, the cars coming through, and then he is just in full assault mode mm-hmm. with the and just walking through this police station mm-hmm. and just absolutely taking down everything in his path. And it was just I mean that whole scene. Is just from the building, and it and it didn't hit me till I saw it this time. That it's that building starts as soon as the cops are saying, "This is Kevlar. He was on P- PCP. This yeah. isn't a big, you know." And that progression of you're safe. You're in a fortress. Are we really safe? Mm-hmm. This isn't a fortress. This is a trap. And he, that is awesome. Yeah. That whole scene is just so, you know, everything action over the top, scary. Yeah. Whole, yeah. I, for the same reasons, mine for the same reasons as yours, is the nightclub at the beginning okay. of the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, that yeah. She's in a public place. Even the cops told her, "You're in a public place. Just stay right. there. You'll be right. safe. Nobody's going to get you in a public place." Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> yeah. And and then you have you know you, and you got that whole scene where he walks in and then everything slows down. You know, at first she reaches down because she drops something, or I don't know what she's doing, but and he's looking through the crowd, and she just happens to drop down mm-hmm. just as he looks to where she is, so he misses her the first time, yeah. and then it comes around, and you see Reese sitting at the bar, and and then everybody's you know pulling the guns out, going in slow motion, and then when this all does happen, and Reese shoots him, and he goes down for the first time, then you're thinking, okay, let's go, get out of here, mm-hmm. time to go. But then everybody's panicking, like tripping over each other, and you've got that gate at the front door mm-hmm. that you can't get out of. And I'm like, this is a small, confined place. Mm-hmm. And you have this killer robot that is not going to stop, and you're in like a little tiny room with him. Mm-hmm. Get out! Yeah. And it's the same type of thing as the police station. It's like, yeah. your well-lit public place is not safe anymore. Yeah. And I just I love that whole scene in the in the nightclub. And, and just the, the look on her face when he starts to get up for the first time, when the yeah. Terminator gets up, yeah. and she's just staring at him like, what is going on? Yeah. yeah. I, that is why my biology teacher my freshman year in high school said that <laughs> yeah. that is a spirit movie. Because, right. honestly, Terminator 2 is a great movie, and I, I don't want to knock it at all, because it's a wonderful action, but it doesn't have that. Right. I mean, what it has is, okay, cool, Arnold's the good guy now. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay, they can prevent Judgment Day. That's right. awesome. Well, Terminator great motorcycle chase. That's and, and they cut that out of Terminator 1. Terminator 1 had a whole side story where um, Sarah Connor starts going, hey, I looked it up in the phone book. There's a Cyberdyne Systems in the phone book. I've got their address. What if we go blow them up? If you ever look at the deleted scenes on the Blu-ray, they okay. have all these deleted scenes, and one of them is she's trying to convince Kyle that they need to go blow up Cyberdyne. Okay. And he's like, no, 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 too dangerous. That's not my mission. 
Mm-hmm. And she said, well, what do you mean it's not your mission? And they actually get into a kind of a physical fight over it. Um, and they decided, you know, we're going we're gonna to cut that. And then when T2 came around, he's like, nope, I got the perfect story. They're going to try to blow up Cyberdyne. Yeah. So saved it for the yeah. T2 part of it. Yeah. yeah. I, I just... <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna, I'm terminate. I'm gonna go back and watch Terminator yeah. tonight. I watched Back to the Future four times last week. Nice. Um, yeah, I didn't sleep. Oh, okay, that's another. But anyways, I, awesome movie. Just, I mean, how I, those scenes were amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that nightclub scene, the 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 police station scene, mm-hmm. and you know what? It's funny because when I was younger and saw it, I felt really guilty because I just thought, what kind of a monster am I that I enjoy that? I mean, yeah. there's no hero thing. There is no. Good, you know, it's a big shoot 'em up, but this feels wrong, and it, the scene is awesome because the scene is awesome just because of the the horror. Okay, so we are that'll finish us up with the Terminator. Um, we are, you know, what we're going to do is next week we're going to be doing Back to the Future, but I feel like we're going to have a hard time waiting to talk about Back to the Future. So what we're going to do is we're going to actually travel through time right now. So for us, it will be mere seconds from when we leave you this week. You know, for you, it'll be a week. For us, mere seconds. So synchronize your watches now. You know, make sure your flux capacitor is fluxing. And uh, we'll see you guys in a week. In the meantime, you can call us at 872-35-MOVIE. That's our voicemail line where if you've got some feedback or you just want to respond to something we've said on the show, 872-35-MOVIE. You can tweet us at 30podcast. That's at 30podcast. Visit our website and our patron page, the30podcast.podbean.com. That's T-H-E-3-0-podcast.podbean.com. You can hit us on the face, not literally, but on Facebook, 30podcast.facebook.com. 30podcast.facebook.com. Coming up next month is Karate Kid, Rocky Four, Beverly Hills Cop, and Clue. So if you've got some feedback on those or comments, feel free to reach us any one of those four ways and uh, let us know what you think. We will feature your feedback here on the show. As we mentioned, next week is Back to the Future, so we'll see you back here for that one. In the meantime, thank you, faithful listener, for your courage through the dark days between episodes. I can't help you with what you must soon face once this episode ends, except to say the future is not set. You must be stronger than you imagine you can be. You must survive, or I will never exist. And this time next week, I'll be back.